Welcome back, podcast friends, to I Am Healthy and Fit. I Am Healthy and Fit is the affirmation that begins changing your health and fitness from the inside out. I'm Steve Jordan, your health and fitness coach. Welcome back to the I Am Healthy and Fit podcast. Today, I am going to help you with my guest get rid of all your excuses for you not to be healthy and fit. You know you got them. I've got them. We all have them. Sometimes they take over our lives and we think about them too much and they get in the way of making progress in our health and fitness journey. Well, with me today is Chad Austin, who's the author of the best-selling book, Make Fitness a Priority, How to Win the Fight Against Your Excuses. Chad has over 15 years of experience being a personal trainer, a successful one, with a studio in Kansas City where he trains over hundreds of his clients to help them be better, more healthy, and fit. Chad has a lot of different solutions that I've heard and as well not heard of so that you can find the, the solution that best fits your story or the excuses that you come up with on a daily or weekly, monthly basis to why you can't get to the fitness club or to the gym or working out with your personal trainer. No more excuses. Listen to this podcast and be healthy and fit. Chad Austin, welcome to the I'm Healthy and Fit podcast. How are you feeling today, my man? Great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's exciting to have you on because uh, we've reacquainted. You reached out to me. Uh, you had me on your podcast about seven years ago, and uh, we, you know, we had a really great connection. You stayed in touch, and you know, I have to admit, I... I didn't really remember being on your podcast at the time when you reached out. I sent you back a message and it was like, I think you might have the wrong guy. I don't remember being on your podcast. It might have been a slip, you know, and you were like, nope, here it is. And, uh, you know, I remember back then the podcasting world was so new and so uh, elaborate and, and hard to get into and expensive to get into. And, you know, now it's a much easier process and there's so many more people listening. So I'm, I'm grateful that you stayed in touch and reached out. I'm excited to talk about you and what you've been up to. I, you know, we had a little bit of off the off the the, the uh, record recording and caught up on a couple of things that you're working on. I'm excited to talk about it. You are definitely becoming a industry leader in the health and fitness industry. Um, just give us a little bit of background about you, Chad, and the audience, so they know who they who you are, what you're like, what you've been up to, how you got to fitness, and you know how you are and why you are doing what you're doing. Yeah, um, I've been in the fitness industry since about 2003. So I was a, a PE teacher for a few years and I got into training and then came and went from being a trainer at a gym to an independent contractor with my own business. And so since I, since I interviewed you on my podcast, I've opened a studio. I have my own personal training studio called Priority Fitness. And Priority Fitness was actually named after a book I wrote. It's called Make Fitness a Priority how to win the fight against your excuses. And so I've been working over the last few years, just kind of, kind of realizing how much I want to be, how much it's important to me just to be an, a fitness influencer and a motivator. And so I, my passion for helping people get long-term success is kind of what led to the book. And I've been working on my public speaking and it's just it's kind of just something that's kind of all came together with um, my studio. And I also have, a meetup group that's called Make Fitness a Priority. It's just something where uh, I started it with a couple other fitness professionals, a chiropractor, Kelly Baltuska, that's in that's close to, to my area. 
Um, and we just, it's a group for fitness enthusiasts that are led by fitness professionals, we like to call it. And so it's just a way to help surround yourself, that whole theme of surrounding yourself with the, the people on the same mission as you. Uh, that's one thing. It's hard to take the first step, especially when, uh, when you're wanting this to be a long-term thing. Um, so getting that right fitness community built has been something that's kind of come together for us too. That's awesome. And there's no doubt that the community that you surround yourself around is who you become. They say that you are the result of the five people that you most surround yourself around. And, you know, if you want to be fit and you want to be healthy, you got to surround yourself around healthy and fit people and those that mm -hmm. make it a priority. And I love how you've branded everything around this priority fitness mm -hmm. uh, because listen, ladies and gentlemen, it is a, you have to make it a priority. There is no way that you cannot get to where you want to get to in the health and fitness business or industry or as a client looking to gain weight, like looking to lose weight or gain strength or whatever is your goal is without focus and making that a priority. So I love yeah. it. And it's awesome to see how you've progressed and how you are progressing uh, each week and uh, each year. So let's take us back a little bit further. So 2003, you got into the industry. Uh, how did you get there? Why did you choose the fitness industry? What what made you decide to go down that route? Uh, well, you know, I was a, I went to, I was a PE teacher and a coach. Uh, and that was my first passion was coaching, coaching wrestling. And uh, I didn't get my tenure at the school I was at. And so I was just kind of in between teaching jobs. And I, I ran, landed, landed at 24-hour fitness at the time. It was just that that was another passion of mine was fitness. And it just... I thought it was going to be something that was going to be temporary as I found my next teaching and coaching job, but it ended up being a much better fit for me. And I just uh, grew from there. I'm just, uh, I've always, always been someone, I think if, you know, if you were to ask me like what, how I'd want to be remembered, you know, and what would my tombstone stay or say or something, I, I would always be, you know, that would be helpful, inspiring and motivating. And then just, that's, the, that's part of being a personal trainer, just being that uh, person that's, finds people to help and help them. And so my way of helping is helping people make fitness a big part of their life. Awesome. So you were always active and fit as a kid or did you have another story that got you into fitness? Um, no, I think I was always, my, my story about fitness, I think it, it comes around uh, exercise being something that kind of solved my anxiety. And so I had a lot of social anxiety. I was a really shy kid. And, um, and so anxiety and depression and everything and that I've found that just eating healthy and exercising has been is kind of my biggest cure for it. And, um, and so I, I think I just kind of stumbled across that and then, and then fitness and sports and everything were just an, a natural love of mine because it, I could see the benefit. Um, so how do you stumble upon that? How did you put those two together? I mean, if you're, you're a young kid and how, you know, I'm assuming you're, you know, young in your teens or maybe even younger, how do you stumble upon that? Was there somebody that, you looked up to uh, or somebody that turned you on to fitness? Uh, as, well, I had some good coaches, um, good coaches growing up that I think that that gravitated me towards, you know, always uh, getting in the weight room and, and everything. I, th I think uh, probably the anxiety part of it, I think I kind of really stumbled across that in college. I was, um, I was going to be a PE teacher. Uh, but there was a certain point where I, I almost changed my major because I, I couldn't handle the thought of being in front of people speaking. And that, so I, I didn't think I could handle it. And so I was a, just the thought of being in front of my peers and I was getting ready to student teach was too much for me. And so I, 
but my, before I changed careers, my family kind of helped me realize that there's probably something I could do about it. And I went and saw a doctor and I was diagnosed with social anxiety disorder and just severe shyness, if there's actually a term for it. But, um, I, I was prescribed Zoloft and I took Zoloft for a couple years and that kind of really helped, helped cure me for, I mean, it didn't help cure me, but it, it helped me overcome that battle. And then now, I mean, I, there's no cure for it, but you just, you learn that you can overcome it. And so now I know when things come up with me, I know how to deal with it. But a, a big part of dealing with it for me, a big part of the medicine and treatment for me is exercise and fitness. I've just, and nutrition I've come to found over the last 10 years, I guess. It's amazing. You know, health and fitness, people most of the time want to look good, right? But it's about really feeling good. And that's one of the paradigms that I instill into my clients, people I work with and you know, on this podcast. Um, you know, I am healthy and fit is actually an incantation, if you weren't aware. So the incantation that you should, should say to yourself when you want to be healthy and fit, because if you don't believe it, you can't achieve it. So that, uh, you know, for me is a huge part. You have to work on the inside first. And that's really mm-hmm. awesome that you found that uh, opportunity to, to find health and fitness to help you with your social anxiety. Because, you know, first of all, public speaking, they say, is the number one most feared, uh, feared, mm-hmm. emotion, feared, uh, feared act that somebody can do out there, even over dying, right, or, or anything else. I mean, people, the public, public speaking is way, way up there. So, you know, the mm-hmm. fact that you were able to find that the, the solution in health and fitness is really, really cool. And I think our listeners will be able to, you know, I hope that they get that point that this is more than just looking good, people. This is really about feeling good and getting over a lot of the things that you might be, might be holding you back from being your best self. Um, and sometimes you don't know until you do it, right? And then something might come up. It's like, we call it, I call it a blind spot. You know, something you've been doing, a way you've been being or a way that you haven't been being for your whole life potentially, you know, all of a sudden starts to become resolved where it becomes less severe because you are more fit, more healthy, you're more confident, you have just a better, better, uh, you know, sense of well-being overall. So mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome. Now, when you get up in front of stage or an audience or you're, you're in a situation where you have this anxiety and you can't you know, go to the weight room because you got to be up on stage or do something within five minutes. What do you do? Wow. Well, uh, there's definitely two things I remind myself the most. I mean, there's, there's, you're always nervous. I've been in public speaking for seven years now and uh, I'm definitely improved a lot over the years, but I'm still nervous. You never get rid of those nerves. But the two things I always remind myself of, I'm getting a little too overly nervous and I have to settle myself down is this one that I'm good at what I do. And I have good content. I'm a good personal trainer. I have it in me to help a lot of people. So I always remind myself that first to give myself some confidence. But then the second thing I remind myself is just that I'm not a taco. And basically what I mean by that is that I can't please everybody. And so no matter how good you are in your field, there's always going to be people that don't like you. Oprah has her haters. There's there's always people that no matter how good you are. I remember when I when I did finished my book and I got my book to, I was promoting my book to get it to a bestseller ranks. At one point I had 109 reviews and I had 108 five-star reviews and had one, one-star review. Just two paragraphs of the meanest things you can say about how terrible someone's book was, is kind of the way I took it. But I, I gave that one review 10 times more power than the other 108 combined. And so if you don't, it's easy for us to do that. If we get criticism, 
And it's easy for us to look at ourselves and see what's wrong with ourselves. How can we fix it? And really what we should, that's not the response we should have. We really, our response should be looking at the other way and know that there's lots of people that do what I do. So I'm probably not the right person for that guy. But on the flip side of that, there's a whole bunch of people out there that I can make a huge difference in. And so I can't let one hater's voice win. And, but that's just kind of the attitude I think you have to approach everything with it. You know, there, you can make a difference that you can't let, you can't let someone that doesn't believe in you uh, hold you back. It's fantastic. So who's been your biggest cheerleader, so to speak, in your life? Who has lifted you up when you've been down? Uh, I have a lot of, my parents have been awesome. Uh, they definitely helped me and supported me a lot. Uh, I wouldn't still be in training, probably if they wouldn't have helped me a few times, fig- help as I figured it out. Uh, a lot of coaches over the years. Um, my girlfriend, uh, Jesse Chad, right now, over the last three years, she's definitely helped me. As We started dating about the time I opened the studio up. And so you can see the, uh, a new relationship as you have a new business opening. Uh, she's been great to kind of help me uh, help as we go through that together. That's awesome. And that's a big deal, man. I, you know, I'm 11 years into owning my own studio and it is a labor of love. It is, there's a lot of up and down. People look at it from the surface on the outside and think everything's all hunky dory, but it's not. You got a lot of hats to wear, a lot of things to do, a lot of moving parts that, you know, people don't see and can't see, you know, even if they were to lift under the hood, it's just, you know, you got a lot of responsibility. Tell me about some of those responsibilities and what you've been up to with the studio and tell us a little bit about the studio and your offerings and services and the successes and maybe even some of the failures. Okay. Um, well, I guess uh, the studio, like I said, it, I named it after the book. And so I, what I want to do, I feel like as health and fitness professionals right now, we are kind of fighting a losing battle in a way because everyone is, everything is geared towards immediate gratification or quick, fast results. And when it comes to training and I want to get away from that roller coaster that people get in where they try something or they, um, you know, we're easy prey because we want fast results. And so, but when they don't, when they think about just their short-term goals and don't think about long-term, they get in this roller coaster of getting great results and then losing their results and then all just being temporary success. Um, make fitness a priority. When I wrote the book, what I did was I did a poll and my poll question was just, I asked the public, it was an online poll. I asked third, uh, I got about 30 people and I just asked, what are your top priorities in life? And the top responses I got were family and career. And like faith was a popular answer too, but by far family and career. But when I looked closer at it, I realized that nobody said anything about health and fitness. And so health and fitness is just I just realized, and since I've done the poll, I've, I've realized it's, you know, it wouldn't have mattered if I did it with 3,000 people, it would be the same percentage as the results. It's like fitness is always the thing we put off till later because we think we're too busy right now. So we, we all have so many obstacles and challenges and things going on in our lives that it's easy to use those as validation to ourselves that we're just too busy, we can't do it right now, we'll get to it later. Fitness is always the thing we plan to get to later and that's a day that never comes. So everything about my studio is, a, is designed to kind of help you get long-term success. But a lot of that is just overcoming our own excuses, overcoming our excuses that we use to put fitness off and helping us realize that even though we're busy and we have things going on now and we have challenges, we can still make fitness a priority right now. And if we choose to do that, the rest of our life is going to get better too. It's like that, but that whole thing with, with uh, balance 
that has been, that's something I try to teach my clients about how you can, even though you're busy, you can make fitness a, a part of your life now and you can, there can be a balance. But as a studio owner, I found some of these speeches I need to be speaking in the mirror because it's the same struggle, just being a, a studio owner and then worrying about my own fitness and then my, my, my own life outside of, outside of work. I mean, having the right balance is, is always a struggle. So how would you recommend to our listeners the best way to gain balance in their life and their fitness and their health and fitness? Well, I would think of one, one thing when you, when you feel like something's gotten out of balance, I've found that a majority of time it happens when a change has happened, good or bad. And so I, I know I have a client that I always use the example that I first started training him about 10 years ago when I became a trainer. When he first came to me, he was a teacher. He was a, a single guy and he was a teacher and he just had, had uh, it was his first big job and he kind of never had to really work out before and he'd gained some weight. So he's has a lot more sedentary job. And so I helped him kind of just get some lifestyle changes and some habits and he lost a lot of weight over the summer. And so I, we had a plan when school started, I got him back on track. And so I think he did great for a while, but then a couple years down the road, you know, I, re, I hear from him again and he's, he's almost ashamed. He's kind of lost uh, that fitness that he had before and he needed my help again. And, and so this has happened a few times over the last 10 years. Every time it's happened, something big has happened in his life. And so the first time he went from just being a, t being a teacher and single, single guy. And then a couple years later, when he reached back out to me, he had gotten married. And so there's a big change there. And then a couple years later, he had, um, they became parents and they're building their first house together. And then a couple years later, when it happened again, he had been promoted from a teacher to a principal or it was assistant principal at the time, but you know, anyone that, if you have an assistant job, you're basically doing the same thing as the actual person with less pay. And so it's a still big job. Uh, but that's the thing, every time, whether it's a good change or a bad change, if you don't adapt to that change and know that your life's different now, your schedule's different, you're not gonna be able to do things exact same. And the thing that always suffers, majority of time suffers, is your health and fitness. And so, but that's what I always tell people when they come back, back and we we're trying to get back in a routine. We're not starting where you left off because your life is different now. We're starting, we're making something, we're creating a program that makes the most sense for your life you're living now. And then you, you find, find your balance again. Awesome. So how did you personally find that balance when you opened up your studio? Because I know, I mean, for me personally, when I opened mine, it was all the time, 24 seven, nonstop, you know, just trying to get things going and moving the ball forward. How did you or not find balance? <laughs> yeah, I think that's still something I'm uh, working on. I'll go, I mean, I'll go in spurts where I'll kind of get off balance and, you know, I luckily have, you know, my, my girlfriend, my family and it kind of helped me um, see that I'm out of balance and get back. But yeah, it's, there's a lot. I mean, I, it's, I, sometimes I'll be all in on work and I'll forget about other things and I'll, then I'll, I'll be upset with where my fitness is at. So I'll focus all in on my fitness and then my business might suffer or my personal life might suffer. And so it's, it's a constant battle. I think, uh, I mean, the, the best way just to kind of keep checking in with yourself. Like, I mean, with my clients, I have them have a, a weekly evaluation at the end of every week. And it's, you know, it's at first it's something they fill out or we fill out together, but eventually it's these questions you have memorized, but it's just getting in the habit of asking yourself these questions. And then just when it comes to fitness, you're asking, you know, did I get all my resistance training in? Did I get all my cardio in? Did I, did I stick to my meal plan? Or if I didn't, why didn't I, what, what got in the way? But I think just kind of checking in with yourself, just with every aspect of your life with those, with those kind of a weekly evaluation and just to kind of make sure you're not, you know, losing balance somewhere 
Definitely. I think that's a great way of doing that. And reassessing is as important as doing just an initial assessment or getting back or getting involved. So what, you know, I, I like to do is, is a gratitude journal and, and doing that on a regular basis. I just got back into that. I would, I fell off that wagon. And if anybody heard uh, one of my more recent episodes of, uh, am I going through a midlife crisis? I was, you know, pretty down and out, uh, you know, basically talking for 20 minutes about just these ups and downs in my life, more downs that I was going through. And, you know, when you really get back to some of these simple principles of assessing where you're at in life, just like you would a business or just like you would ask your kids, you know, how is your school day or how is your school week or how are your grades or, you know, you're doing that for yourself and it gives you the opportunity to course correct. And it's, uh, I think it's imperative and super important for everybody to do that um, and really find the, the, the solutions when there is a problem rather than going down that rabbit hole and letting that problem become too big to where you can't manage it and you don't do it and then you ultimately quit and fail. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's, that's another hard thing I struggle with too is just you get so ambitious and you get so focused on the, the next big thing, you, it, it's easy to forget to take the time and be grateful for how far you've come and to be, you know, to take a look and be proud of yourself from time to time and not just focus on what's next. Definitely. So you speaking of the next big thing is you just wrote a book and finished a book and you're promoting that. Uh, tell us about it. Uh, well, Make Fitness a Priority, uh, like I started to say earlier, it's basically designed to help people realize that they can make fitness a priority now and that you know the obstacles and challenges that they have in their life that they're using to convince themselves that they or to validate it to themselves that they can't do it right now uh, shouldn't stop them and uh, teaching people how to overcome their excuses to, to do it now and that that wasn't where it started with my book I have a, a four-week online training program that goes along with the book and I'm right now I'm working on a workbook that'll go along with the book too but I, I spent a lot of time on it it's it's but I think it will they'll all work together but just the main theme um, that I keep wanting to get in front of more and more people and speak about is just that that making fitness a priority that even though you're busy taking the time to do it the, the reason why you should do it is it's going to make the rest of your life better it's going to improve the quality of life or your other priorities whether it be family career faith it, it, it works all around so knowing your why Yes. Yes. Yeah. The why drives you. The why, with your why is big enough, your how becomes easier. Yes. (laughs) Figure out how to get there. And most of the time, we do know how to get there. We all know how to get there um, because, listen, we've we've gotten through life to where we are all, where we all are at this point, not just by chance, but by doing and by creating and by imagining and creating goals and following through on those. So we are all successful. You know, we are all driven. We are all goal achievers and attainers. There's not one person in this planet that isn't. We all do it. So it's not that somebody can't do it. You know, fitness and health is a is an aspect of life. And it's just you have to apply the same principles in other areas that you have been successful in doing something to to this, there's there's almost no difference in um, achieving health and fitness as a priority as you would achieve, 
you know, a, a multi-billion dollar business or even being successful in <laughs> a little lemonade stand as a child, right? So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. I love to hear that. So what are your top three takeaways from your book? If somebody were to want to own this and read it, what would you tell them uh, that they would get from it? Well, I think um, one thing I, I haven't mentioned yet that uh, you just helped help me uh, think of just now, just that with, with making fitness a priority, that um, it comes with failing and that failing's allowed. And that's one thing I think as most fitness professionals, you know, we, we like goal setting and we like what New Year's resolutions should be. But most of us, what we don't like as fitness professionals is we hate the negativity that comes around New Year's resolutions. I mean, most New Year's resolutions, it's, it's, there's so many stats. I bet you can count, I bet you can think of so many stats you've heard of, of people that are, you know, by six weeks into the year, 90% of people have failed. And, and every time I hear that, I, I just, it just drives me nuts because I feel like, what's the, so what? I mean, everyone fails. You're, if you haven't failed yet at this point in the year, and you whatever your New Year's, whatever your fitness goals were, if you haven't failed at this point, your time's coming. You're going to. It, that's what it, it's inevitable. The failing is part of it. You're not making fitness a priority has nothing to do with being perfect. And so you're human, and you're allowed to fail. What what it what has to do with is how you respond every time you fail. How do you get back on track? There's going to be a time. There's there's going to be a time where you miss your workout for one reason or another. There's going to be a time when you, you when you ate something you didn't mean to, whether it be a, where you did it intentionally or didn't do it intentionally, or whether you just didn't plan or wh- whatever went wrong. There's going to be a time you eat something and you that you beat yourself up for afterwards, or you miss a workout. But it it all just is about how you get back on track afterwards. And but I think that's a big part of it too when you look at. Um, getting long-term success said it's okay to fail we're human just but every time you fail and then you get back on track it it makes you stronger for the next time and so but i think uh, that that would be one big takeaway (laughs) we all learn let me just make a comment on that we all learn from our mistakes right so we can um if you read any successful book or person on success or an autobiography, everybody has failed. Um, you know, I believe that you're, if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough and you're not setting goals high enough for yourself. Um, you know, not that you should be setting goals to the point where you, you where you're bound to fail. I mean, you want to set realistic goals, but like you said, I mean, it's just part of like the human condition. We gotta, gotta push ourselves a little bit further and then learn from those mistakes. And then, what we talked about earlier, course correct. Yeah, I think uh, the other, another big takeaway, um, I help people overcome different excuses. And so there's parts in the book where I, as a fitness professional, you know, we, we know the top 10 excuses that we hear from people, like probably the, the biggest one being I don't have time, but uh, every excuse I have listed in here. And so, and I would, I, I think the excuses that we know we're gonna make, the excuses that we know that we know are probably coming, I call those roadblocks. And then the excuses that we can't see coming, the curveballs that will kind of be thrown our way sometimes, I call those donuts. So there's a chapter in my book that I call How to Be a Donut Slayer. And I titled it that because I think donuts can be the best thing and the worst thing all at one time. They can be the cheap meal you've, been, you've deserved because you've been waiting for it, or it can be something that just starts the downward spiral off of your meal plan too. And so, but normally the, the, the donuts, um, they are things that 
you just you couldn't have seen coming. So like maybe it is uh, you ha- you get a call from the school and your your child is sick, and so you can no longer um, go to the gym after work because you're going to be needing to go home with your son. Or maybe it's raining, you're going to go for a run, and there's bad weather. Or maybe you know there there's elect- electricity. Or who knows what it is? But there maybe there, there's something that you didn't see coming. And that whole chapter just designed to make you step out of the box and use your brain and just know that you have at your disposal, the only thing you need is to make your workout work anyway, or to still make it happen no matter what. And that's just your own brain, just to think of a way you can do it now. And so maybe you have a hotel, you're planning on doing a workout while you travel, but there's no fitness center, but there's still, you still have a body, you still have stairs, you can still plenty of things you can do. And so there's a way around every obstacle um, that even if you didn't see it coming. And so that's another way I kind of get people in the mindset in the book of just making it happen somehow, finding a way. And what's the third and final takeaway? Um, the third and final takeaway, I guess would, uh, would just be that, uh, anyone can make fitness a priority. I mean, it, it's not easy. That's one thing, um, you'll never hear me say that making fitness a big part of your life or reaching your fitness goals is, is easy. I would never say that, but even though it's going to be hard and sometimes it's a real fight, anyone can do it and it's worth the fight. So if you choose to, if you choose to make the commitment and decide you're going to do it and put it into work, uh, it's worth, it's worth the journey. It's worth the fight. Why do you think it's worth it? What are some of the reasons that you have seen for yourself and with clients that our listeners could sort of relate to uh, if they're sitting on the fence right now, you know, thinking about going to the gym this next morning or tonight or whenever they're listening to this and they not, they got to get off the couch. What, yeah. would, what would be your top five reasons? Uh, well, the getting off the couch. I mean, uh, that's a, that's part of the book too, is a uh, part of what I'm sure you do with your clients is that you got to know your why you got to, it's a, it's a, it's a process of digging deeper and getting past that first goal, you say what it is, where I want to lose weight and digging a little deeper. Why do you want to lose weight? And so the, the losing weight, that's the first part of it. Like for instance, I, I have clients that, um, you know, as I've had them dig a little deeper and tell me what their real, what their goals are really for. I've had some that I've found that, um, they have a, it's maybe they have a, a vacation coming up and so they're going to be in a swimsuit but there's it's deeper than that it's not just that they want to look good in a swimsuit it's that maybe this is a trip that they, this is a trip that she takes every summer with their girlfriends and every time they take group pictures together she's always the one that takes the picture because she is embarrassed and of the way she looks and she doesn't want to be in those pictures but she doesn't she wants to be in these pictures that have these memories and so she wants to be comfort confident enough in herself to be able to be in these pictures so she has those and i have another one of a client that when I first started with her, she would go on a ski trip every year uh, with their family. And at one point, I mean, they hadn't gone in several years, but she got a little bit more and more out of shape every year. And so one year after one time down the mountain, she wouldn't be able to do it anymore because her her knees, her back, everywhere just hurt. Uh, And that ski trip was the first time that her grandkids were with her. And they were so small, they were just learning how to ski. And one of them didn't even have poles. They were just learning how to ski and she wasn't able to be out there because she was out of shape and so that became her big strong reason why and then after that moment she made fitness a big part of her life and so now she's an active grandma and so um but digging deeper um digging deeper is the start of it understanding really why you really want the these results why you really want to make a difference and 
You know, if you see it, you, if you see it, it, it'll happen. If you believe it, you can achieve it kind of thing. And so, but you just got to start with the why. Awesome. It's great news. And I love hearing this, you know, it's really important. We, we have books like this and resources like this. Uh, what else are you up to Chad that the audience can relate to, uh, any other type of speaking engagements or public appearances, your social media, how can they get, get and stay in touch with you? Um, they can get in touch with me on, I have make fitness a priority is my Facebook page and my Instagram page. Um, and so I'm always trying to keep lots of up to date information and workouts and motivation on there. Um, definitely the workbook that I'm working on now, make fitness a priority. That's definitely something I want to do a lot of speaking with in the future. Um, but I plan on it being done uh, in the next few months by so the start of summer. So it can be something that people can use my on four week online training program and the workbook and book together as a guide to get them started. Um, I'm going to be speaking, I'll be speaking uh, at the National Wellness Expo in Connecticut here in May, but hopefully that'll be the first of many uh, speaking engagements about this topic, about helping people make fitness a priority. I have no doubt that it, it will be the first of many to come. You're an extraordinary individual and somebody whose passion is, is uh, contagious and you can feel that through your speaking and you can... I'm sure see it through your book and just in the look and just overlook that I saw of your website and your other presence. It's definitely there and you have it and you're doing it. And I'm grateful for you and I uh, acknowledge you for all the accomplishments that you've had over the past seven years since we've last spoken. And I'm very proud and proud of you and uh, honored to call you a colleague and a friend. And I look forward to staying in touch and continuing this journey with you to help transform, light the way for others to be healthy and fit. Yes, me, likewise, me too. <laughs> awesome. If there's anything else you'd like our audience to know, um, now's the time. Otherwise, I think this is a great time to end it, and then you know we'll get back together in another episode. Um, yeah, well, I, have a, I do have, if you're a client out there, or if you're someone who is, you know, you heard what I said about, you know, putting fitness off until later. If you feel like you're someone that just can't get that right mindset, I do have, I have something out there. I'll put it at the top of my Instagram. I'll pin it to the top of my Instagram and Facebook pages. Uh, but I have, uh, an exercise for you that in five minutes, I think will help you completely change your mindset. It's called the fitless test, but it will help you change your mindset from I'm too busy. I can't do this to, I can do this right now. It's awesome. Chad, you're the man. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Chad Austin, make fitness priority. How to win the fight against your excuses. There are no excuses. Fitness and health is the only way to be because we are all healthy and fit. Thanks everybody for listening. Until next time, we are healthy and fit. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And one more thing before you take off. Would you like to receive a short email from me one time a week on Fridays? Five to Thrive Fridays is a way for me to keep you expanding your health and fitness with five of the coolest things that I find interesting or ideas that I've been thinking about. Health and fitness books, trends, foods, recipes, supplements, anything to keep you feeling healthy and fit over the weekend and beyond. 
Visit stevejordan.com and click on the hashtag IamHealthyAndFit to leave your email address. And one more important note, if you found this podcast motivating, inspiring, or educational, please share with your family, your friends, coworkers, or anyone that you know who needs to improve their health or fitness. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or any other social media platform. Taking the initiative to share not only helps the people you share it with, but it will help you because the law of giving to get. You see, when you give with generosity without expectation, you will receive more for doing so. And this holds true when you want to be healthy and fit, my friends. This is another exercise that I prescribe to all of my clients. And those that have taken it on have undoubtedly seen the most results. So please, take a few more minutes of your time and do it now. Thank you again for listening. I am healthy and fit.